0: Hi, everyone. You're listening to In the Open, a podcast by Mental Health America, where we talk all things mental health related. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to In the Open with Teresa and America. Hi, everybody. Today, we're going to talk about making friends as an adult. And this topic comes to us from Ambika. We just want to say shout out to you and thank you so much. Yeah, dude. Keep sending
1: suggestions, people, to podcast at mhanational.org.
0: Yeah. So friendships as adults. I didn't grow up having friends, so.
1: (laughs) Okay, I'm going to take the lead to start this conversation. (laughs) Why is it hard to make friends as an adult? Well, I think it is hard. I don't know if you believe that. But in speaking with other people, I totally think this is one of the hardest things
0: to do when you become an adult. So I do think it's harder to make friends as an adult. One, one thing I, I, that pops in my mind that I just have to ask you is like, so I didn't have an easy time making friends as a kid. So I have a lot of insecurities about friendships. Okay. Do do you experience that where you like sometimes I have stupid thoughts that come in my head where I'm just like, oh, I have no friends. And you're like, oh my God, do not let your depressed brain go there. Or I'll sit and I'll ruminate about whether or not the meaningfulness or the expectations of what my adult relationships are like are real or if they should be something else. And I can't tell if that's normal or just like a leftover of my inability to make
1: friends. (laughs) The remnants of your childhood. I think that there is a connection to whatever your feelings are about this tied to your earlier experiences where if it was hard for you to make friends, you're kind of like, oh my God. And automatically you kind of go back into this space of like, God, it was so uncomfortable. I felt like such a weirdo. I didn't know what the right thing to say and i can go into that headspace that's one part of your your question the other part is do i sometimes question my relationships with other adults in that way it depends on the person but i am very lucky and mm-hmm. like blessed i have really good friends two really good friends that i can lean on and they're like my ride or dies right like they're there so I've been very, very, very blessed with that.
0: It's. It reminds me of just like, so if I feel insecure because I just, there's that leftover insecurity, what it sounds like is you had a period of time where you felt, where you have a core group of friends who make you feel safe. And so you don't ever, you feel less of that insecurity with the smaller group of people. Yes, and these we talked about this, right? Your friends that you have that you're safe with, they live close to you. So you get to continue to see them. Yes. I okay. see them regularly. Cuz this is part of my dynamic cuz I I feel insecure. I felt insecure as a child and until like college probably. But I thought you were going to really- say it yesterday. <laughs> yesterday. I mean, I have those lingering thoughts sometimes. Like when I moved back to California, I moved from the East Coast to California. It was like, oh my gosh, I'm reconnecting with my family and my friends. But it was after a whole period of time where I really disconnected because I'm not very good on the phone. So I like break off relationships. I didn't maintain that. And like when you come back, you're like, you kind of jump back to where you were, but things aren't the same.
1: It makes me think of something that um, you identifying what you think works best for your well-being. And like, do you need tons of friends? Do you want tons of friends? Or do you just need a couple? Nobody has
0: tons of friends.
1: Hey, I'm not asking (laughs) if it's real. I'm just saying these are the questions you should ask yourself. Some people feel like they do have tons of friends. But when they actually need something from somebody...
0: They only have a couple that will actually come through. See, to me, that's how I identify a friend. It's like, if I need some to move, who might I call that would show up?
1: What all of this brings up for me is the need to I'm gonna say it find my people because Earlier on when, when I was developing friendships, it most often was tied to something that we would do together, you know, like school, school. Yes. But like we, we were in like brownies or something like that. And then, you know, a Mm. a little friend would like do stuff. But I remember I didn't really ever go do stuff with other little kids until I was maybe like in the fourth or fifth grade and my mom would let me go over to this person's house and then that person would come to my house. Yeah. That type of relationship. And then that helped form my idea of what a friendship is. And that's where, you know, there's giving back, right? It's a back and forth thing. It's not just me sitting there giving, giving, giving.
0: Yeah, there are two things that I really like about that that phrase. One is about how we learn about what friendships are supposed to look like. And the other is about how our life stages make it easier or harder to make friends, which is why making friends as an adult can be hard because this is where you lose all those structures. And if you didn't quite figure out how to make friends or how to work out what friends are supposed to be like, making friends as an adult is way more complicated.
1: Yeah, because I think part of that becomes – the question like, how how can I relate to you as an adult, right? As adults, what do we have that can bring us together? So if it's work, let's say, you know, we're work friends or like we can have lunch together. But then it's like, how do I approach you about actually doing something not at work? <laughs> Maybe like going to a movie or something, you know? Yeah. And I think that's a progression of it, right? And then you end up, learning if that's a space you want to navigate because I know for me in certain situations with work I'll be like no no you're just a work person I don't Mm -hmm. want you to know anything." anything about my life
0: I do have people at our office who I feel like I disclose and share a lot of information with still within the work context. So what I call this in my workspace is my safe spaces. Like I have safe people. Mm-hmm. I know I can talk to, I can trust you all. And it's and it's a different thing to then take that next level and invite people to your house and to st- stay over or like go out with you and you're testing waters cuz you're yes. like, "Hey, I'm gonna see if we can hang outside of work. <laughs> like, are we yeah. gonna gel? You know? As yes. friends, real friends. Yes. It's funny because I've just watched 40 year old Virgin. Do you remember this? Yeah. I've just- All those people work together and they go out regularly together, but but are they enmeshed in each other's lives as as real friends like you would expect? And you're like, oh, like that's a really good example of what it's like to have work friends and still hang with your work friends, but n- not sure if they're totally like friends' friends. Yeah. Like these are my, in a case of emergency people, I'm going to call on them. So let's talk about those deeper relationships because I think that's when people talk about the challenges of making friends as adults or the anxiety we feel about not having connections as adults I think this is what people are yearning for right it's it's a it is someone or some number of people who can who can be there
1: I think part of what that experience has to focus on is the emotional weight of actually engaging in a, in an adult friendship. For example, if you're like a single person and you're out in the world and you're just like, I want to make friends. And I really want to have like these deeper connections with people where I can have a full on relationship with a person and be like, yo, you are my personnel, right? Yeah. The one you're going to count on. And yeah. then if you kind of move along that spectrum and you're like, um, you have a family, you have kids, you know, do, do your friends have to be other parents, you know, things like that. I think that's where we get stuck in our head that we have to then define. It's like, well, I'm a mom. I can only really be friends with moms because moms really only understand me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I say we have to like, if you strip all that away, the basic thing that we connect with is the fact that, dude, can you and I just talk to one another and. Can we just sit and not have to worry about
0: all that other crap? And hang. Yeah. 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 You're totally right. I remember when I first became a mom, I felt a lot of pressure to have mom friends. So I downloaded these apps or I got in these groups and it just did not happen. <laughs> and some of my friends are moms, but I also have friends that are not moms. And yeah, being able to be in someone's present And just hang, feeling comfortable. Yeah. Feeling like someone listens to me as much as I want to listen to them. So, there is a, so this is true, right? As an adult, I have bigger expectations about what my relationships look like. When I was a kid, when I was a teenager, I could hang with someone and just watch movies or be in band together and talk about band and boys and blah or whatever. Yeah, But now that I'm an adult, I'm like, okay, I'm coming to a place where I'm really struggling with much more complicated thoughts. Or for me, I'm like, it's very hard for me to hang with someone who just wants to talk about what Netflix show you're watching. I can do it, but I don't love it. I don't feel like that's what helps me feel connected to a person. Like at some point, I got to disclose what I'm going through and like- be a little more vulnerable and see how you respond to that. Cause I've had people in my life who were just like, wow, why are you talking about that? Or whatever. You're like crush.
1: (laughs) What you're kind of circling around is this idea of the emotional connection that you end up having with the person, right? Where you feel I can totally tell you my feelings about this thing. Forget Netflix for all these kind of trivial kind of things. But it's the real day-to-day crap that we have going on in our heads that we need to communicate with somebody, right, about that then you feel like you're mirrored in that experience. Because I think it's something that's very common where, you know, you may find somebody that you feel you may have some sort of connection with and then you're like over, you're sitting over coffee or whatever and then they're like, yeah. So, you know, I did this X thing and I'm going there and I'm done this and I'm going to, and you're just like, can I just tell you about the fact that I went to the grocery store and I didn't find tomatoes and like tomatoes were so expensive, but that's part of the the deal. Like, can I just come to you and tell you these random things that are in my head and not feel ashamed for telling you and you listening? Yeah. Let me tell you where, where else my brain goes around all this. I think, We oftentimes believe that we have to have this like larger than life experience with people Mm. where it's like, they're, they're my friend that they changed the trajectory of my life. You know, like that's awesome if you've had that experience, but not every person that comes into your life is going to have this life altering presence, And I think what what we struggle with as adults is now going out and finding that person that says um, one is identifying how meaningful you want it to be, what you ultimately want. And the other is like, well, where do I go find these people?
0: Yeah, I think the latter is the hardest. If you don't have that someone like that, where do you go find these people You know, Ambika talks about breadcrumbing in her email to us about this topic. And because I probably because of time spent, quality time spent being a priority, like if I if I cannot prioritize time, I basically make it up and the guilt I feel By probably breadcrumbing people, which is horrible. Like, I didn't even realize
1: that was a thing. So for people that don't know this term, because I didn't know this term, I was like, what are you talking about? Do you want to tell us what the actual definition is we found?
0: Breadcrumbing is the act of sending out flirtatious but non-committal social signals, breadcrumbs, in order to lure a partner in without expending much effort.
1: Yeah. So if you translate that into friendships... I've had those types of friendship where they're like, yeah, we should get together. I've been that person. And you're like, (laughs) yeah, let's do that. And then you're like, "Uh, let's do Monday. And they're like, Monday in 2027? (laughs) (laughs) You're like, okay. Okay,
0: What would you prefer? Would you prefer for me to be like, I can't, man. I'm sorry. I'm just never going to see you for a year. Yes. Really?
1: Yeah, I would prefer to be like dude, I got so much crap going on right now. I'd love to, but I don't have a clue of when that could actually make that happen. I think part of what you're talking about, though, Teresa, is the hard part of you navigating all of these kinds of spaces to know that, one, I think it's important to identify what you think is is a value in a friendship, right? Because if you're the person that has been continuously breadcrumbing others, yeah, it sucks to be on the receiving end because you're just like, dude, why can't you ever commit to anything like you don't have to do it if you don't want to do it? Just say so. Right. Because then it makes the other person feel like I've done something that's making you feel less unwilling to do it. Right. So I would prefer be like, dude, I got too much stuff going on in my head. Can't even try to make it. And if I happen to have 30 minutes, I'll be like, yo,
0: I'll call you up. Right. You're you also value your words like I think that that's true for you right like you yes. value yeah. words and promises yes probably on the spectrum of valuing words more than I value words yes so then I am flippant with words because I'm like you sarcasm I basically tell yes. people like whatever it comes out of my mouth you shouldn't believe anything that I say <laughs> I, I will follow through on things that I, if I tell somebody very seriously, like I'm going to do X, I will, I will follow through, but
1: yes. Hence, listen to the session on holding grudges.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why I don't hold grudges. Cause I can't like, I no, can't.
1: you don't hold on to things, right? Like you don't, you, you may not necessarily put as much of importance in it as I would in, in certain aspects. And I think for me, in, for me, what has helped is really identifying what I want out of a friendship, right? Mm-hmm. Is it somebody that I can do stuff with? Mm-hmm. So in that, in that vein, I'd be like, okay, I don't know. I'm going to learn how to kayak. Mm-hmm. I'm, I need to go find people that do this type of thing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Finding, finding spaces where I can explore that. Or do I want to really have a meaningful relationship? And how do I do that? Well, I think you got to start finding things that you have in common.
0: Yeah. Like that's a big aspect of it. If I have friends who really value words, I've had moments where I have had to pause and I'm like, oh, people are taking seriously what you're saying. (laughs) Like if you're a good friend, you better pay attention right now because this person is. This person is expecting me to be serious in this moment. So you kind of have a a time in my brain where I'm like, oh, wait, do I need to clarify that I was just joking or Mm. or like or I have to actually work harder to follow through because I'm not used to putting in the energy and the effort, you know, like you said. And it's like, okay, well, then I have to negotiate in my relationship like do I need to do this because the relationship is important? And now I've learned that my friend values words. Like m- words have weight,
1: yes, so i I have to there's a I think like a big like fire alarm that's going off in my head because i I will say this I, I because words are very important to me, um when I call somebody a friend, that means like you're there for me mm-hmm. and you are that person, you know, like you're a person I can definitely count on. An acquaintance is something different, mm-hmm. you know, they're not my friends. I mean, they're there, they're friendly, but they're not my people that I'm going to go to yeah. on a regular, yeah. right? So for me, I find it, it's a very important relationship that if you have the the moniker, a friend of America, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. America, the person, not the country, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Then it's like, this is the expectation that I set for you. Yeah.
0: And you of me. Maybe all of your friends have those same values that you are. This gets to the question of your thing about values, right? It's like one of the things you've learned about yourself is that you value... Words and time spent. So if someone says, "I'm going to show up and be there for you," that that's what you want in a relationship. Whereas I would have never put that on my list of values in a friend. You can show up never. You can show up in ten years, but when you show up, are you talking about politics and religion and your family trauma? And you just dive right into like these kinds of conversations that I love to sit in. That for me is probably where I value friendships like I I value the relationships where within 10 minutes we could be like sitting and talking about everything and nothing
1: but you can do that with everybody you do that with random people that we meet at events at meetings that you're just like "Ah," and you're just chit-chatting and then you're like that, what you just described is that experience that I've seen with my own eyes.
0: Okay, then what am I experiencing? Because there's a different. Maybe I'm testing water. So because I value it, I'm always testing. <laughs> and then there are some people who jive right back. And you're, you're right. Okay, so maybe because I realize this isn't something I really like in friendships. I'm constantly trying to find friends and people who jive like this. And so I've developed this skill. Thing, this behavior to find people to find my people and it's not like a it's not like a sports thing like I can't find friends via sports or like <laughs> I don't know like other clubs or whatever like yeah yeah I, I have to do this all the time and then once in a while I meet somebody who I like really click with like that and I want desperately to hang out with them all the time and then they're like oh you're I'm really busy and I'm like oh this is so sad because you and I could be best friends <laughs>
1: So it sounds like the experience that you you have if if we're going to call it testing waters, right, where you're kind of doing this like I'm talking here, I'm talking here. Then how do you latch on to a person? How do you're like, "Yo, I'm going to make you my friend." How does that how does that grow into that?
0: I mean, it's, it, I really feel lucky that I fell in love with my best friend because I, I do. I probably put so much effort into that relationship because he does all those things for me that getting married reduced the pressure for me to find another friend to do that with. So I've probably done that kind of behavior like less. And then once in a while, I have as an adult, like found that kind the the hints of that person. And when you're saying like, how do it looks like when I engage it, it does look like, okay, yeah, let's go hang out. Let's meet up. And I will, I never drive to meet anybody, but I will drive to meet that person. Right. To like hang, hang out, you know, because yeah, that's the experience I'm seeking.
1: Even your face lights up when you say that. Yeah, when you're
0: like, did, I, I'm you totally going to go. Yeah. You're like the dopamine. Yeah. You know, you're like,
1: yeah. I'm going to go and be with this person and hang out. And I know that even if we're talking about random crap, I'm still going to just have a good time. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's the experience that when when I think about the, the friendships that really matter mm-hmm. to me at the end of the day, it's when my face is like, yo, I could sit with you for an hour on the phone and talk about nothing, but we've talked for an hour and it just makes me feel so much better. Feel good, yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So to find that, you have to define what that looks like. And then begin exploring different spaces to then hopefully find that person or people
0: or and I will say also moments because like yes I have my husband but sometimes we have moments that are really engaged like that and others not and I have a lot of friends who I would say it's okay that it's not always that engaged because that engagement is also exhausting right Yes, so, of course. You know, like it could also look different as long as there are some moments where you're engaged like that. That to me, these are, this is what we've discussed, is probably the summary of what adult relationships look like. You're looking for someone you feel safe with. You're looking for someone you feel comfortable with, who you can talk about all the things that you actually want to talk about that are comfortable and expansive or like interesting to you. They bring you energy.
1: One of the things that you've said, though, is is an important thing for me to think about. Um, and I've and I've discussed this with other people in the past where you're like, you know, your your husband is, is like your best friend more power to you though if you guys have that type of relationship i'll tell you this my fiance not my best friend <laughs> i love him to death not my best friend my best friends yo they're my best friends and i can talk to them about anything you know what i mean yeah. and when i can't i can't engage in conversations or anything with my fiance then i'm like oh i need my people I need to go
0: find my friend yeah yeah I gotta go leave you, you. know <laughs> Let me go yeah. talk to my people so
1: you you have to you have to navigate these spaces, really thinking about all of this stuff. And I don't and I don't I don't know if we have made a mess of this conversation because it's so complex. Well, whatever, it's but a messy it's,
0: conversation because messy yeah. relationships. Like it, there's yeah. no rhyme or reason. There's no five quick tips. Yeah. This is why a podcast <laughs> is Vessi AF because there are no quick five tips. You know? Yeah. People are always trying to simplify life. Life is not simple. Relationships are definitely not simple. And to be in good relationships, you have to know yourself.
1: Yes. Teresa, good one. (laughs) (laughs) We should just end. No, man, that's a good one. You got to know yourself to know what you're seeking, man. Yeah. That's it.
0: All right, folks. Thanks so much. Keep fighting in the open.